now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey Adam, it's time for notes on your notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I am Joshua Townsend Zellner. This is Notes on Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling. Uh, yeah. So what were you saying that you've got this what? This brand new flask? It's not called a flask. What's it called? So sitting on the coffee table is a 16 ounce uh, coffee to go container. <laughs> I am so glad that you have a coffee container on a coffee table. Well, yeah, I don't drink coffee, so there's <laughs> yeah. tea in there. The tea uh, table. Yeah. I've wanted a nice one for about three years. Ooh. Uh, and I finally was at the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf mm-hmm. last week. And I was like, it had uh, orange on white, uh, sort of fall leaves. It's very fall-esque. Fall is my favorite season. Mm. Uh, and I bought it, and it was really, it felt very expensive. It felt expensive because I don't know. It felt spending twenty five dollars on a on a coffee mug felt really pricey to me. Okay, that was me picking myself up the floor. Twenty five dollars? Are you nuts? See, that's the self talk that would go on. Right? <laughs> it's like, are you crazy? What do you think we are? Made of money? That's how I felt. Until yeah. I was like, yeah, Adam, that's a lot of money. Yeah, for a to go coffee mug. Do you know how many hours I have to work for that? Jesus. Yeah, there was, it was a tortured decision. (laughs) And it also involved like, maybe I should get another one. That's like 16 ounces is too much. This is what it's like to be in my head. Wow. It was difficult. Yeah. And I just get to visit. You live there. Uh, (laughs) No one wants to visit. (laughs) Let me tell you that. No, I'm visiting. We we visit with you, Adam. So the reason why we're talking about this is because it has to do with with, um, what you're willing to allow or not allow yourself. Josh, um, yet again, is forcing me to talk about myself on the show. Forcing. (laughs) And so I said to Josh, he's like, I said I have a new to-go coffee bag. And he said, he didn't really say anything. And I just said, you know, it was really hard for me to buy that. And I was like, well, it's kind of hard for me to give myself certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other things, are, it's easier. Yeah, right. Cause, because we, we always have an area. We, o- we always have an area as human beings where we're very largesse and we can give easily. And there, we always have an area where there's like a little, a little tightness and contraction. And what I find that to be related to is in terms of, of what was supported or not supported growing up in our, in our family, in our family of origin. Yeah, that's that's pretty true. I would say growing up, I didn't observe my father buying many things for himself, probably because he was too busy saving that money to buy things for his ungrateful children. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, you got it. So, like, I would imagine that, like, there's going to be an area in your family dynamic where it was okay to spend money. Like, you know, they didn't hold back on buying a certain level of food or a certain quality of something. We're Jews, so it was just really education and nothing else. Okay, so education. So, like, all the money in the world for education, but when it came to, you know, clothing, maybe, you know. I was not, no one was buying me Nikes as a kid, let's just say that. Yeah. So, you know, culturally speaking, 
you weren't supported in certain areas and other areas you were and so yeah and so to break that which is a habit of self-expression it was uh it was definitely wow this this to go i'm gonna have to post a picture of this online <laughs> people are gonna want to know what 25 dollars looks and like you know it was terrible I, mm. I brought it home and i was like you know you can still take it back i was like you just take it but you don't need it the only reason i bought it is because okay, i don't wait, actually was, was have that you? one right was now. that you saying that to you or is that someone else saying that to you no that was me saying it to me wow my mom saw it and she's like it's great it's so cute good job showed it to my mom and she was like but i look i look at it now and i'm like well now i've actually put tea in it today is my first day i used it so now i can't take it back uh-huh but if anybody wants to buy it i'll take the loss on it and i'll sell it to you for 16 dollars i took a nine dollar hit on it so you're a little relentless with yourself like even after the purchase you still like you won't let it you're like a dog with a bone man. i'm hamming it up because josh likes that but there's yeah. a grain of truth in this yes. of course because because we're just watering that seed and letting it grow so this has to do with self-expression which is what i wanted to bring in which is when when you're moving towards self-expression as a writer or as a performer actor writer performer there's going to be mm, resistance to growth or expression growth of expression the closer that you get to uh, a performance or the more it means to you the more pressure that's exerted the more challenging it is it will be to rise to authentic expression so the closer you get to something that's uncomfortable internally the harder it will be to express there's that part but there's also the, the external part which is like if if uh if like you might be okay with expressing your zany. Let's 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 go to something else. If you're uh, okay expressing yourself on the zany side, comedy side, yeah. uh, to family and friends, uh-huh. then it may be a little more challenging, but still you know doable when if you're um, you know on stage in front of a hundred people. But then when you're on set, you know with you know uh, an A-list director, then you're going to be even more challenged because the pressure is higher. And so then yeah. there's, there's a strong tendency to, to, to diminish oneself as the pressure goes up. We usually don't, we usually don't go higher when the pressure goes up. We usually reduce our, our level of expression as the pressure goes up in general. Yes. yes. So what we want to do is we want to constantly um, challenge ourselves and, and grow ourselves in, in increasing the amount of pressure and still maintaining our level of expression or, or, or even increasing our level of expression. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is because I, I saw a photo today of, um, of uh, Quentin Tarantino's film with, uh, with Uma and uh, Pulp John, Fiction. Pulp Fiction. And their level of expression doing that dance, that famous dance they did, you know, yeah. people think, oh, well, it's okay. They're, they're just doing it on film. And so they didn't have to perform it. No, they're performing it. You're, they're performing it on that sound stage that day they have to be in full expression right and if they're not in full expression it won't it won't uh it won't make the impact that 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 the film has made because they were in full expression and so we we as artists need to constantly mm, encourage ourselves and work on our mindset so that as the pressure goes up we can rise to the occasion and by pressure do you mean the pressure that we may feel in nervousness in terms of performance or do you mean the pressure in terms of connecting to material meaning i'm doing a monologue on a topic that's really hard for me 
Walk me through what that pressure looks like. The connection to self is really what it's ultimately about. And, um, and being able to choose where I put my attention. And so a lot of times what happens is, is when I'm moving into an area of self-expression that I may not be so comfortable with, um, and the pressure is going to go up, I'm going to reduce my ability to express. Gotcha. And one of the, one of the cure-alls that is for that is mental and physical relaxation, and also my ability to make choices and to be able to focus on those choices and still allow for all the distraction that's going to be around on the soundstage or, or in the theater or wherever the performance space is happening. I think you notice this like at storytelling events or at like moth events where people are nervous mm-hmm. and suddenly they're just telling us the story, but they are just trying to get through it. Yeah. And they've checked out a little bit from the emotions of that character. Mm-hmm. And when, on the flip side, when you see... Um, like there's this really good moth storyteller, Margot Lightman. It's interesting to watch her because uh, she's always just completely in that character with full expression. You know, she's telling usually stories from her childhood or from her relationship with her husband or whatever she's doing. And she's really expressive. And I think part of that comes from she's comfortable up there. She's let go. Mm-hmm. She's relaxed. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she doesn't experience anxiety. She probably does, but she's figured out a way to get into a state where she can express the really the desires of the character. That's what you notice when people are good at it. You at all times you know exactly what those characters want. Yes. Which sometimes you don't when people are just telling you a story and they're repeating what the story is. If you're tracking, if you're tracking the character a hundred percent, that means there's no holes. They're not dropping out. Uh, a lot of times, people are judging themselves um, as they're performing. Oh, yeah. that was good. Oh, that was funny. Oh, that joke sucked. Well, in that moment, y- you can't be connected to your inner life because you're judging. Sure, absolutely. So that creates that creates a disconnect, tension, which which audience members feel. Yeah. Even if they can't identify it, they feel it. They feel it. Yeah. So that's why I'm always an advocate for A, mental and physical relaxation, and B, training yourself to be able to focus at will uh, that which you want to create for the imaginary circumstances. I'm going to put in a pitch too. Yeah. And it's, I know that it's, you can't just make yourself do it, but just consider the possibility of letting yourself off the hook, of needing to be the performance to be any other way than what you authentically feel in the moment. And by performance, I mean not just getting on stage. I mean, if you're painting a painting, what you feel in that moment. It's really kind of like a, or writing. It's not needing it to be good. So letting go of expectation. So I'm going to use the word spaciousness, right? So having spaciousness, being present in your creative um, endeavor. And if you're truly in a state of mental and physical relaxation, you, you, you won't be uh, having that thing of it has to go a certain way because having it go a certain way is a lockdown i agree yeah also just to remind our listeners every week it's always in the show notes but josh's guided meditation for creativity it's up you can just download it put it on your phone it's easy peasy lemon squeezy Uh, (laughs) and it's a 25 minute meditation that is a relaxation exercise to do before you sit down to create yeah so just uh 
another option. Yeah, it's free, it's there for you, and it's something that you want to train yourself for, and it's not to go longer and longer. The idea is to be able to go through that cycle instead of 25 minutes, reduce it to yourself for seven minutes or three minutes, and you want to be able to do it in a public area uh, where there is distractions so that you can maintain the focus on that which you're creating while allowing for everything else around you. So let's step back into scene. There I am in the coffee bean in Santa Monica. Minding your own business. And, all of a sudden, and then yeah, I oh, see it and off it? in the distance. Yes, you see this object. A yes. fall-themed coffee-to-go canister. Yes. And what does the character feel? Mm-hmm. Yes. Both attraction and anxiety. Attracted to the beauty of fall, okay. but anxious about the price of the to-go. Do I really deserve it? So in that moment, what should the character do? Not what choice should the character make, but from the performance... And from a vulnerability and a creativity perspective. So in the work that I do, um, I use the words attraction, repulsion. So you are fantastic in the sense of attraction, attraction to the object. And then it has to be 100%, like, oh, my God. And then complete 180 on repulsion of like, oh, my God, thirty nine ninety nine. Are they nuts? Right? Yeah, it was and, only 25. 39.99 it is actually fucking crazy. I would never <laughs> ever buy a mug. That's insane. I don't know who would do that. See, see Rockefeller. Look at, see who's <laughs> spending $40 on a coffee to go mug. Oh my god, you are just like comedy personified. That's brilliant. But 25 yeah. felt ridiculous, but I was like, oh, yeah. Well. well, yeah, I'm in Santa Monica. Yeah. Yeah, yeah home like, of the $5 LA prices. Yeah, $5 lattes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's point of view. And that's brilliant when you want to create comedy. So, you know, and for you, you know, maybe, uh, you know, at a future point in your life, you're going to have to go to forty nine ninety nine, so you can still hit that resistance. Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Not on, over my dead body. <laughs> what, 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 what did Charlton Heston say about the... Yeah, they'll take these guns over my dead body. Out of my cold, dead hands. Out of my cold, dead hands. Yeah, that's like... Um, so, yeah, so... <laughs> comedy... So that's what you want. And now the character is fully leveraged because he wants something. Yes. But the resistance is at the same level of the wanting or higher. And so the characters split. So now we look at which way is going to win. The, the, the new pattern, the new possibility of like, oh, I want to include more, more art or more beauty in my life. Or the old thought pattern, which is, what do they think I am? Made of money? <laughs> or whatever that thought is. And I could never, right? I could never. And then... It's the, so it's also awareness of the emotion as well as the beliefs. Well, you're going to have a... You're, you have a belief that's connected and that belief will, will stir emotion. Yeah, absolutely. Thoughts and feelings. Okay. So you have a thought and then from that thought comes a feeling. Got it. When you see the price, sticker shock. And yet it's sitting on this table right here, right now, and I'm witnessing it. So how were you able to get to the place of, of yes, of changing your, your old habituated patterns that have kept you exactly where you are now, squashed? I think that like, it's not, I don't have a pretty answer to that. It's kind of how I deal with all so, situations like this, whether it's submitting something or making a phone call I don't want to make. Okay. I experience levels of discomfort and pain. Mm -hmm. And then... Most of the time, I don't do what I need to do. But then there's a small percentage of the time where I'm like, Adam, just, you need to, you need to, Adam, no, it's time. Pick up the phone. You're killing me. Uh -huh. <laughs> Sometimes I just make the choice. Like, you know what? It's time. You know, like it's uh -huh. time to, uh -huh. you can't put this off anymore. So, so what I'm hearing is like super adult Adam 
comes online or higher self adult Adam come online and say, yeah. And there's like yeah. a 10% of me, which I'm working on cultivating, which is like, um, just act from an emotional place of what feels good. That's tricky though. Cause sometimes cocaine feels good. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you mean? No, no, because sometimes emotionally what can feel good is by, is running the old pattern where it may not really feel good, but it's habituated and it's known. I'm pretty so, intuitive about, I okay, know that okay. there's an aspect of even looking at the, at the mug now where mm-hmm. I'm like, it's beautiful and it's fun and it's okay to give yourself that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, and I like the colors of fall. Well, the spaciousness, I, you know, th- that's that thing of space. Yeah. You give yourself spaciousness of being at option, whereas before the character wasn't at option. So how do, how were you able to go from object on counter to object in your bag walking out the door? How, how, what happened to you? What went on? I think there's a part of my personality, which is, I have to like dig it out sometimes, like from a cave, which is mostly like, it's okay. Just let go. You're happier when you let go. Like you're happier when you don't worry. And so like, you're going to make some good decisions. You're going to make some bad decisions. It's more about if you feel drawn to it, just like give yourself a rest and give something a chance. It's, it's, you know, it's the same way I I want to know. I want to know specifically what happened to you in that store, in that moment. How were you able to navigate around your old pattern and actually leave the store? How do I actually buy it? With a receipt in your hand that you actually paid for. It wasn't lifted. Uh, and, uh, (laughs) he's so good at the punchline of the story as I stole it. (laughs) I wish. Yeah. If only I could be that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a conversation between me and the cashier. I wanted to make sure it sealed well. I said, if I pour this upside down, is this going to leak? He's like, no, no, it's be okay. I was like, okay, so I assuage that fear. Okay. Did some R, some R and uh, R and D, some research and development okay. on the product. Okay. Uh, I Th- think I just got to a point where you know it's going to be a weird thing, like new age. I got to like the world is abundant. It's okay. Okay. The so world, I, I felt like the world is that you can, it's okay. There's enough in this world that you can have that to go mug. So, so you, you were able to find a mantra an inner, an inner dialogue that you resonated with that helped you traverse this, this, this chasm between have and have, have not and have. Cause there's a part of my per- personality, mm-hmm. which invests in things which are good for me. Mm-hmm. And I think less about that money. Like I don't, I'm not excited to spend it, but like, right. it's like, Oh, I need to do self-care around this, my creativity, my health. And I'm that took a while, but I've sort of like, oh, and so I looked at it and I was like, well, maybe this make, makes me happy and that's worth it. So it came from a place of investing in myself. So there is a little element though uh-huh. of justification. So if if oh, I yeah. if I justify the expenditure in relationship to health and well-being, then I'm able to Yeah, but I would say broadly health and well-being is like, oh, it feels good. But it wasn't just from the like thing of like, oh, it'll help me drink more tea, which will help my kidneys or whatever. No, it was more like I just like it. So, you know, it's like I'm jealous. I meet people who are like, well, I just I like I like that. So I bought it or I made it or I, Mm -hmm. you know, which is character. It's character. So you're working with your character and you're going beyond your you're going past your comfort zones when it comes to I I personally never go into a coffee bean tea leaf because I don't want to be confronted with that. (laughs) The choice (laughs) to buy. Josh looked at it and was like, I just put my tea in a mason jar. Yeah. I was like, thanks, asshole. Like, now I'm regretting. No, no, it's that's lifestyle. That's just because uh, that's a lifestyle thing. Because I don't, they don't, tea doesn't hang out in my jar very long. And 
you know, it's it's easier to yeah. wash for me and a bunch of other stuff. I say I'm pretty happy with my choice now. I'm glad. Yeah. You know what? You know what I'm really happy about though, Adam, Tell me. is that you expanded your range of possibility. Well, because there's a part of me that just wants to go full hog to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what would that look like? Just like extravagant buying to go mugs without a thought. Just, <laughs> just line them up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll have that one. I'm and gonna buy one. two. <laughs> I'm all, this guy's off the reservation. He's lost his mind. He just bought two to-go mugs. He, he, has he just spent hands. $50. Oh, my God. He's yeah. going to have a Monday one and a Tuesday one. I'm going to have one for every day of the week. I'm going to put labels on them. You're killing me over here. That is so much fun. Yeah. I mean, that's the fantasy. Yeah. You could give them away. And there's tension because that's my mother. And then my father is the rational one who's worried about the family. My mother is the deeply painter, creative, expressive one right. who never thinks about, doesn't, it doesn't factor into her world. It's not like she's irresponsible. It's that she's more just drawn to what's beautiful. You know, so, she's visual, she's yeah. beautiful design, beautiful architecture. She doesn't want to think about what things cost. I don't, and I don't like, you know, and I'm like, I had to balance that with my father who's right. had to take the other role. Mm-hmm. So I'm screwed because I have both inside me. <laughs> like sometimes I am drawn to visually beautiful things, mm-hmm. but then I also have my father. Well, I mean, from from a, a personal perform- perspective, I would say discernment. You know, being able to discern when when something is of something you want to do that with, and yeah. when you don't want to do that. Sure. So you're a choice, but you're at range. But as long as you're expanding your range of, yes. of what's possible for you, yes, I feel like it's fantastic. Yeah, I uh, I'm working on it. I think people have heard enough about my my coffee tea so, mug. So here's here's the thing. Here's the takeaway. We spent like ten minutes, twelve minutes talking about this this object, right? It's yeah. an object, but it's not about the object. The object is the very thing that elicits the response from the character. So every character, all of your characters, have to have an emotion. And I'm using bold language here, and I'm doing it on purpose. Every character has to have. I'm using the word has to has to have a positive or a negative charge on every object. And an object is a person, a place, or a thing. Mm. Because if I give all my characters a a negative or positive charge on every person, place, or thing in the story, in the narrative, then that reveals character. And from revealing character will also leave space for the transformation of the character through a person, a place, or a thing. Yes. Absolutely. We've, and we've talked often about that on the show, our relationship to objects. Um, but we have episodes just about them. And but it's more than just a relationship because people say, I have a relationship with that. I go, no, it has to have either a negative charge or a positive charge. It cannot be neutral. It cannot be in the middle. I have to push, I have to push everyone to edges when I do work. Because our propensity as a human being is to go, well, you know, it's nice. I can either have it or not. It's okay. I like it. It's not like I don't like it. But, you know, it's like whatever. I'm like, well, that, that doesn't help us. That doesn't help us reveal who we are. we got to have a positive or a negative charge. It has to be positive, like, oh, my God, I love it, or oh, my God, I hate it. Mm. Attraction, repulsion. Yes. Okay. All right. But, uh, but the reason why I'm being so emphatic here is mm-hmm. because we spent 10 minutes t- talking about an object, and people go, what the hell? Did I yeah, thought this is they, a no, 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 no. You tied it together. Yeah, I'm trying to bring it. Yes. Yes. And, and to add to that, I will put in the show notes, I believe the title of the episode is The Objects in Our Lives. Mm. Um, we did it, I think, oh my God, almost 18 months ago. But um, 
it is something I think about and Josh thinks about and we're glad you could be a part of this. And did you see how much comedy came out of the the strong POV point of view? Yes. And that's why you develop it. And then and then all of a sudden it becomes a thing. Uh, Portlandia did a lot of that kind of work. Yeah. So in terms of self-expression, mm-hmm. to bring it back to what the, you, yeah. this show started to be about, <laughs> can you just summarize for our viewers, like our listeners, how you feel self-expression and connecting to full performance and full self-expression fits into what we talked about. You want to train yourself in relationship to further and further expression. So you're going to have a certain level of expression. Let's say you're at at 100% of your current expression under certain environments. And then you're going to notice that when you change that environment, be it a larger theater or working with a higher level of, of production company or what have you, that sometimes, or, or even uh, in front of a certain person, a certain trainer, a certain coach, that <clears throat> a certain kind of, or you feel judged, that the self-expression diminishes. Mm. So you don't want to blame the external event. You want to embrace that and then go deeper on your choices, mm-hmm. be it, well, mental and physical relaxation is one, but also your active choices for the imaginary circumstances, whatever they may be, which is, you know, a thought, a feeling. Uh, I work with circle of attention one, two, or three, but different choices you can actively do so you can you have a way to point your attention that will will, that will bring you back up to full expression. Right. Right. And and that's key because people think, oh, well, when I get challenged, this, this, is, this is what I hear all the time. Oh, well, when I get challenged, then, I, then I'll rise to the occasion. It's like, no, no, no. You don't get challenged and rise to the occasion. Maybe in movies, but not in... In, in, in everyday life. In everyday life, you want to train up so that mm. when you get that challenge, you have a you have firm ground. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Like us on Facebook and Instagram. There you can get all the updates about future episodes. Send us an email at notesonyournotes at gmail.com. You could also email us an idea uh, for shows, for gear you want to buy us. <laughs> talked about that on the show Mm -hmm. uh the music on the show is courtesy of kevin mcleod the sound design and editing is courtesy of me we will talk to you next week